today, more Australians arm themselves against COVID-19. Who will you arm yourself for? My family. My community. The people I care for. My mob. My customers. My country. It's time to arm yourself. Book your vaccination today at australia.gov.au. Authorised by the Australian Government Camera. KYBN, Brussels, Belgium. The time is now. The place is here. We're going to have a little talk. It's just chat with Bree. Right now on KYBN Radio. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host and the host alone and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the KYBN radio network. Due to its content, viewer discretion is advised. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to Just Chat with Bree. So today we have a treat. Now, you know we have been helping Too Tall Thomas get his fest for October together, and I'm going to tell you, you will not be disappointed. I have with me today two participants from there, Pam and Chad. Welcome to Just Chat with Bree. Thank you, dear. Hi, Bree. Hello. Now, I mean, I've heard so much good stuff about you guys. I just, I was so excited to be able to get a chance to talk with you. So, first of all, before we go into anything, I'd like to know how both of you guys got into music and what type of music do you do? Oh, my goodness. All right. So, who goes first, Chad? Ladies first, Pammy. Go ahead. That's why I married him. Uh, (laughs) Chivalry is not dead with this man. (laughs) Um, So I've been doing music as long as I can remember. Um, My sister was a folk artist and uh, played at the Troubadour, who opened for Hoyt Apton, etc. And she was my mentor. So I've been doing this since I was a little girl, playing guitar, singing folk music, involved in music when I was young, and um, in plays and musicals, etc. And uh, then... Uh, in the early 90s, I really fell in love with country music, um, and I had management both in Nashville and in L.A. Um, a man named Cliffy Stone um, took me under his wing here in L.A., and, um, and then I had a manager in Nashville uh, that, that um, took me around to the publishing houses in Nashville when I started to work full-time here in L.A. as a country artist. Um, so that's how I got my start. Wow. Chad? My dad, Chuck Watson, was a music teacher and child psychologist. And my mother was a torch singer in downtown Kansas City in the late 50s. So I've been surrounded by it. I mean, the gracious, lovely, talented, very giving people. And they gave me two little sisters, too. And they're ballerina and a dinner theater actress and singer. So my whole life, uh, since the late 50s, I can remember being surrounded by it. And then just before the Beatles came to America, I started playing trombone in elementary school in Madera, California. So I got to march in parades, sit in concert orchestras, you know, as a, as a kid playing trombone. And then when we saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, I was like, Dad, I've got to play guitar like you and like them. They don't have a trombone player. So (laughs) Dad said, well, if you'll practice, I'll sure show you the chords. And I have been combining R&B, Beatles, and folk music, and the jazz standards that I remember my mother singing ever since. Um, 69 going on 25 and have just never enjoyed the music more. And I owe that to my parents and my sisters, starting back in Kansas City in the late 50s. Wow. So now, 
I'm loving the fact that you are both seasoned artists. I want to ask you a quick question about music today and music of our time. What what do you see as the biggest difference? Well, I think the, I mean, I'm going to stick with country music for a moment. I think the lyrical content um, is number one for me. I think that the lyrics of music of, <laughs> I like how you say our time, Brie. Right. I think that the lyrics were deep uh, about family, um, about faith, about love. Um, and I think there's something missing in the lyric today because I think so much of what's coming um, from our artists today come actually from a machine, like mm. a, a machine in, from Nashville. And artists um, that are that are given the opportunity for um, representation and a tour are also um, their 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 lyric may be dictated. I mean, let's. Let's hear a you know a breakout like um, like Zach Brown, um, who said, "No, I'm doing it my way." You know, Kelly Clarkson did the same thing once she got out of American Idol. She said, "No, I'm doing it my way." But those that are willing to play the game are also willing to take these lyrics and say, "Go, oh, this lyric is selling about short shorts in the back of a truck and beer and down at the lake," and and so they've got like a thousand songs written about that rather than having it be organic and from the heart and from personal experience, which is, I think, how songs were written. And then um, as far as country, again, my favorite country instrument when I started 40 years ago was the pedal steel guitar. And um, it's phenomenal what these artists do to make that pedal steel guitar play and sing. Well, what I do appreciate about country and anybody worth their salt is going to say this, is the story, the story songs. <laughs> Tell me a story. I mean, and do it as soulfully as possible and include some hooks. You know, give me a, a bookend, a great intro, a great turnaround, and a great story and sing it as soulfully as possible. I mean, I was spoiled with the intensity of Johnny Cash and Waylon Jennings George Jones, and these days Chris Stapleton just has a lot to say, and he says it so soulfully that I I enjoy his records. You can always tell when his comes on that it's going to have uh, a pinch of Stax records in there. You know, the Staple Singers, uh, Otis Redding. I want to hear that kind of urgency in the delivery, whether it's country or pop or jazz, you know, let the voice of the lead instrument speak. If it's instrumental, I want to hear what Joe Bonamassa or Larry Carlton has to say. And probably my all-time favorite guitarist was a guy I was in junior high school with in Lee Summit, Missouri. He's won over 20 Grammys, and his name is Pat Matheny. And I just still am deeply moved by the urgency of his soloing and his choice of notes. You know, I have to agree with you. Um, back in the day, I know that the young people don't understand, but I'm sure a lot of my listeners do. We had that one main radio station, and you had the top 100 of whatever was playing. And so it had everything mixed in there. Um, you know, well, we didn't have hip-hop back then, but you had the R&B, you had the country, you had the the heavy metal. Everything was just in one station. So you learned to listen, and you got a chance to be exposed to everything. And the lyrics were good. I think probably my favorite song back in the day was uh, John Denver. Wait, I say John Denver. Who sang Country Road? That's yeah. John Denver. Yeah, John Denver. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, I can remember singing the song because I knew the words to the song. They were simple. They were, you know, it was... It, you understood the lyrics and it wasn't anything that you had to cover your kids ears for or derogatory. And, and that was how it was with just about all of the music. And so I agree and with it was you. Such a, uh, yes, you're so right. And there was such imagery when you listened to the lyrics of that song. Yep. Blue yep. Ridge Mountain, Shenandoah River, 
you know, you're really taken on a journey. Yeah. And the music paralleled the lyric. You know, it it was a perfect bed for, for what he was having to say. Yep. Yep. When you say Johnny Cash, I think of a boy named Sue. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So many would. <laughs> that would mean so many different things right now. But back then, it was that was a really popular song. So yeah, that, yeah, it was such outrageous. Who would do that? You know, <laughs> and then to be told again with such urgency, and the masterful storyteller. Shel Silverstein wrote that song, who wrote so many other unique, you know, like the cover of the Rolling Stone. Uh, he had such a, a way with words. He was one of the few people that would put out children's records. He would have a, an editorial page in Playboy magazine and then do his own records. And the great Bobby Bear did a couple of albums of nothing but Shel Silverstein songs. He wrote books, three-minute operas, and uh, he even did art. So if you love A Boy Named Sue, you'd probably enjoy almost anything that Shel Silverstein had written or recorded. Right, right. And I actually know more songs from back then than I do know from now. And so with that being said, we're going to take a brief break, and then we're going to come right back, and we're going to get more from Pam and Chad. What the 
anywhere because there's more just chat with Bree to come. I want to give some accolades where they're due. They have been nominated and received awards. Miss Pam, she was the female entertainer of the year um, for the CCMA. And she's going to explain that to you because I don't know all of that. But she was also what 
they put her in the Hall of Fame because she just won so much. And Mr. Chad, he was nominated there for the Cowboy Poet. I like the sound of that. I'd like for you guys to let the listeners know and share some of the awards that you've had um, in your career because those are really important, and I'd like for people to know that. That is so nice, and I am I am humbled. I have enjoyed music for so long, and um, I just to look back and to think that I've had a career in doing something that I love so much. And so um, uh, I was performing in Los Angeles and was able to play at the Palomino Club, the world-famous Palomino, um, and um, just really witnessed some of the greatest artists and entertainers. Um, And I thought, I want to bring that to the stage to the listening and watching audience. If I have people that are from Japan that don't speak English, I want them to be entertained. And so that's just how I started to get my style. And then this organization called the CCMA um, really caught on like wildfire. And it was actually across the United States. They had chapters um, nationwide. And began to enter myself into um, the different performances that the CCMA was offering. And sure enough, um, they, you know, called my name as, as the winner. And so, uh, you know, it was such an honor because I was doing what I loved and I just felt like music that does so much for people that I just knew this is what brings people together. This is a universal language. This is what gets people to, um, to, to talk about subject matter, to sing about subject matter, to listen and, and dive deep, um, to, to heal the wounds of people um, through music. So the fact that I was winning awards for something that I absolutely adored was such an honor, Bree. So thank you for asking. Oh, not a problem. I mean, I feel like you should always get your flowers when you can see them. So I definitely wanted the listeners to know that. And, Chad, tell us about what you got. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, dude. Uh, I heard a song recently that said, uh, I think it was Tanya Tucker, wasn't it, on a recent album, put out a song, Give Me Flowers While I'm Living. Don't wait till I'm gone. Exactly. That's sweet. Uh, Pam. Pam's been saying CCMA. I just want the folks to know that's the California Country Music Association. And she and I came up through that bunch, you know, for 40 years down in L.A. I also got to do a a great deal of traveling, uh, accompanying other artists, and uh, was fortunate enough to be put into the Idaho Cowboy Entertainers Hall of Fame. My buddy Rudy Gonzalez would throw poetry gatherings, and for a few years, what I did was just sit on a stool and play my gut string guitar behind these storytellers. Some of them were poems. Some of them were like rambling Jack Elliott, you know, just telling hilarious, many times hilarious stories of being out there on the ranch or up in the mountains, you know, chasing strays. So uh, I have Rudy Gonzalez up there in Idaho to thank for that honor, uh, where, again, the music would just have to parallel the words. So it's like the old days, they would have uh, silent movies and the piano player would play. Well, that's what I get to do with uh, cowboy poets. It's wow. just to keep the music as fresh and spontaneous as possible and support their, you know, serve their song, their story. Wow. So that's... That's uh, my Idaho Cowboy Entertainer Hall of Fame story. I like it. I like it. You know, what I really am enjoying about this is that both of you are so passionate and you really enjoy what you're doing and it comes through and how you're talking about everything you do. Now, my question next for you is where do you get your inspiration for your music? Did we talk about this earlier when we woke up today, Chad? Yeah, I you said. You knew you were going to ask. Yeah. That question. So what did you say? That he's waking up the inspiration. Yeah, I said, I, I, know, I know she's going to say, what are your influences? 
You know, because, I mean, growing up in the 60s, reading Tiger Beat magazine, you know, they would ask Davy Jones and Michael Nesmith and David Cassidy, all, you know, all the stars of the day. Unfortunately, they didn't say, who's your favorite bass player? They'd say, what's your favorite color and, and what, what's your favorite food and what are your influences? So thank you for that question. Uh, I know Pammy talked about her musical heroes. Pammy, you want to tell them more about your classic oh, line? You know, yes. Um, before country, you know, it was um, Hoyt Axton and Bob Dylan and those, were, you know, the folk area era. And then, you know, along came uh, Dolly Parton. Oh, my gosh. Who cannot be influenced by Dolly Parton, no matter who you are? And um, her bigger than life um, heart not to mention her, her, her lyrics and her entertainment value. Emmy Lou Harris with her amazing vocals that just were so unique. Uh, Linda Ronstadt uh, and Patti Loveless. Like, I don't know if, if our listeners right now are even going to remember Patti Loveless, but her lyric and her unique vocal style um, just, you know, drove me to want to sing with heart like that. Um, the judge, uh, Goodness gracious. Um, again, you know, with uh, Love Will Build a Bridge. Um, and then their kind of rock style and their amazing harmony. Because any kind of harmony free um, just moves me. Whether it's three-part harmony with girls, three-part harmony with men, Crosby, Stills, Nash, Young. Um, uh, Carter Family. Carter Family, that's right. Our people. So those are, those are my influences. Chad, what are your influences? Well, I guess I... Probably shared too much in the first portion of this interview, <laughs> covering everything from mother singing torch songs. You know, Julie London's records were around the house, Lou Rawls, uh, uh, Miles Davis, and then to discover the Beatles, the Stones, uh, Tex-Mex music. Golly, Sir Douglas Quintet. Those those top forty singles that, like you said. On the radio, on KHJ and KRLA, man, you'd have Otis Redding and Brooke Benton followed by the 1910 Fruit Gum Company. It was such a gumbo. And yep. that's what I got to carry into my adult life was the appreciation of uh, well-crafted tunes. And then you go get the album, and, you know, Miles Davis's songs ran eight and ten minutes long. Fantastic. Talk about having to structure a creative solo that said something those were my influences of course i love the two and a half minute songs of the birds and uh, you know the american beatles if you will and actually for the last 38 years i've been honored to play bass for john york of wow. the birds he took chris hillman's place in 69 and uh, when he switched to acoustic 12 string guitar he called and through some mutual friends and he's been like a an older brother to me so I would say the birds still continue to influence me. So I love the jazz of Miles Davis and guitarist Gabor Zabo. Of course, Pat and the bass players like Charlie Hayden, Jaco Pistorius, and Stanley Clark. They all weave their way into our country folk recording and performances. Wow, now that is a definitely diverse and interesting combination that can only come out with something really good. There so, you go. It's a spicy gumbo. It really is. I like how you describe that. We're going to go to another break and we're going to come back with more of Pam and Chad and we're going to get into what their projects are. We'll be right back. There ain't much said a good cup of coffee and a little bit of time won't cure. There ain't much said a good cup of coffee and a little bit of time won't cure. Patience and caffeine, oh what a team, take the time to unwind and really know your being. Wisdom comes with patience and energy goes with youth. Who'd have thought that in one cup, honey, they could blend the two? Oh, there ain't much said. A good cup of coffee and a little bit of time won't cure. There ain't much said. A good cup of coffee and a little bit of time won't cure. Patience and caffeine, oh, what a tea. Take the time to unwind and really know your being. 
Well, they say I drink too much coffee, but who are they to know? I just think the folks around me are moving too darn slow. So black or sweet and creamy, nearly every morning starts. From the homeless to the White House, with the jump start for the heart. Oh, there ain't much that a good cup of coffee and a little bit of time won't cure. There ain't much that a good cup of coffee and a little bit of time won't cure. Patience and caffeine. This is Tenny. I'm an Afro-Soul singer and producer, and you're listening to Studio One Radio. chat with Bree and Pam and Chad. These young kids here, they've got some <laughs> good, good stuff going on. They're going to be entertaining at the October Friday the 13th Fest in Superstition, Arizona. So all of you guys want to hear some really, really good music by two young folks out there. You, this is where you got to be. Um, I'm so glad you guys are going to be there. I, I want to talk to you guys about you. So, Chad, I understand you produce, and I also understand that you guys have performed with um, some pretty, pretty nice name folks. Not that you guys aren't nice name. You're nice name too. <laughs> so I don't want you to think I'm saying you're not. But um, one, I want you to talk about that with, for me. And I also would like for you guys to talk about some of the projects you have, some of your music that you have out, where people can get your music from. And so hopefully I'm not saying too many things all at once, but if you can cover any of those, I'd be greatly appreciated. Well, since you just mentioned uh, October 13th and 14th at the Farm Fest, uh, Pam and Chad are thrilled to be involved in that. And they can check us out uh, in the afternoon and the early evening. We'll be performing between acts. And uh, sure appreciate you promoting that concert. We appreciate Too Tall getting a hold of us. He saw us perform uh, you know, a month ago and came up and said, hey, you guys new in town? You want to do a concert situation? We're like, yeah, great for opportunities. <laughs> and we say yes. So Pam and I will be doing lots of originals from our newly released CD, uh, Seven Kisses. It's uh, reissued, and it's all original tunes. But we also throw in crowd favorites, of course. When you do a Farm Fest country loving concert like that, you got to do a little Waylon and Willie. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Yeah, we tell folks uh, we go from Jones to Stones, you know, <laughs> and entertain the crowd with songs that matter. And I've learned from some of my heroes. Just it was such a great honor to tour uh, 15 years with Charlie Rich, the Silver Fox. I learned so much. You know, he squeezed so much into a voice and a piano. And of course, one of the early kings of crossover with Behind Closed Doors, The Most Beautiful Girl. So I toured with him. I was uh, proud to be his uh, music director for many years. And then eight years with Freddie Fender, the king of Tex-Mex. So it, it was a while till I even wanted to open my mouth and sing. You know, I'd been spoiled rotten accompanying some of the greatest voices of, of, of our time. Uh, Ronnie Millsap for a year, uh, Delaney of Delaney and Bonnie and Friends. I learned so much in the studio about recording and producing acts. Uh, he wrote Superstar with Leon Russell, wrote several tunes for Eric Clapton. So uh, spending 10 years with him was like a crash course in squeezing soul and country and gospel and blues into one song. <laughs> Uh, and as well as accompanying him, you know, on bass or trombone, just watching the genius at work. So I'd say those 
those years on the road uh, really helped develop my style of recording and performing. I know she asked about your producing as well. And he's in, the, he's in the studio constantly, which is part of the reason why we have to go back and forth from Los Angeles to Arizona, where we now live. Um, but we were, I was raised in Los Angeles, um, in the San Fernando Valley, in Northridge, in Chatsworth, where I raised my kids, um, and then met Chad there. And we've been together since, oh, like 1986 is the night, is the date that we, uh, March 26, 1986, we met, and then Chad is able to continue his work in L.A., even though we're still here. So I just think he should say something about, you know, uh, his activity as producer, because I don't think he's said oh. anything in three asked you about that. Oh, thank you, dude. Yeah, producing... <laughs> Other singer-songwriters and incorporating friends, whether it's my friends or their friends. There's so many gifted... Well, all the people that Chad knows in his time in L.A., I mean, these are heavy hitters um, that he brings into people's projects that... um, these, these people are, are talented artists that a lot of them might be um, unknown, but Chad brings these amazing artists that want to play, like Albert Lee, like Van Dyke Park, Albert like Lee. Craig Eastman. You want to tell us? Well, there's still a, for these a few members of the Wrecking Crew that are alive and recording. Remember how Blaine was a dear friend of Pam and mine and played on several projects because he wanted to. Don Peake, great guitarist. Don Randy, a keyboard wizard from the Wrecking Crew. I mean, these guys are on the Beach Boys records. Lou Adler used them. Phil Spector used them. So, of course, I want to follow in those footsteps. So we call in these guys for the new Lauren Hart album, a gal that was in the audience at Woodstock, and then hung out with Leonard Cohen afterwards. She's the one who... 38 years ago, said, hey, I want to do an album. and Would you produce me? But I want to bring in some friends. I said, sure. Who are your friends? Oh, Hal Blaine and Don Randy. I'm like, yeah, let's bring in your friends. Wow. Uh, There was one other drummer. In fact, uh, we're halfway through her new, her third album. She does an album every 10 or 12 years. And a consistent element of these albums is a drummer named Jim Keltner. Now, Jim was uh, the original drummer with Delaney and Bonnie and Friends, and uh, George Harrison took him for All Things Must Pass. And Jim Keltner is also the drummer with the Traveling Wilburys. So everyone knows Jim when they hear him. He's just a secret weapon, much like his mentor, Hal Blaine. So those are the, the kind of cats that 40 years in L.A just spoiled me rotten because these guys want to work they want to play music that matters yeah and whatever they play they play it with an urgency that the whole world has respected whether they know their names or not so it's a great honor to have a folk singer that maybe not be as famous as bob dylan but let's pull in a couple of folks that have recorded with bob dylan so that's as a producer what i love to do is bring as many high cards to the table as i can and without going over the top let's serve the song serve the artist and next project please wow now, tell me about what you guys got out right now. What projects besides the fifth that you're going to be working on? Well, we're going back and forth again, Bree, from Los Angeles to Arizona and back again, but really trying to establish ourselves here in Arizona. So um, our projects right now are to get involved in um, supporting veterans here. Um, our, the, part of the reason that we're here in Arizona and left our beautiful life in Los Angeles um, is because our sons are here. And our sons started a business in Scottsdale, the Halo Wellness Center, and their modalities are off the chart. And and one of their missions is to help veterans. So when Tutal asked us to do this concert that uh, that where all the benefits support veterans, we were all over that because not only do we want to, um, I, I also am involved as a side hustle with um, uh, my son's project at Halo working with um, this amazing microcurrent machine that like nobody else has ever heard of. And um, so I'm just putting that out there because they are doing things for veterans as well as for, you know, the public. They have their store. The pandemic shut down their first one, and there's like they said, there's no way that we're not doing this because we have people that we need to help. And um, so there's an artist named Michael Curtis, who is a veteran um, that is helping them. And they're involved in so many, uh, with so many other veterans that they just want to help. So um, I'm involved in, 
in at that capacity, and then um, doing this for Too Tall, that the proceeds are going to veterans. Chad and I are just excited about that. We've supported um, DAV, which is Disabled American Veterans. My mom and dad were both World War II vets. My mom met my dad. Um, as she was a nurse the second time he got shot in the war. Um, she was his nurse, and so they, uh, you know, they, they met and uh, settled in California, had four girls, and I'm one of them. The rest of that is history. Chad's dad was also um, uh, a musician in the Army. So we have a real heart for for veterans and um, support DAV, Disabled American Veterans, as well. And um, I was a huge animal person all my life. My mom and dad raised uh, their kids with animals. Um, We had horses, cat, dogs, goats, chickens. So, again, um, the fact that we're doing something to help these farm animals that need to be adopted, um, I have such a heart for um, all three of those things, veterans, animals, and and adoption because I'm definitely a pro-life person, proud to say it. And so that, that's why we're really excited about being here. And then um, our project with our CD, Seven Kisses, it's our music. It's our originals. And what's interesting is that Chad brings life to my music and he'll tell you that his music has never been better since I began to sing. But Bree, we've never written a song together. So that's one <laughs> of our projects in the next year. We're both that strong willed human beings. He had his band, Chad Watson. I had my band. We'd like, I'm in charge. If I book the gigs, he's in charge. If he books the gigs. So we're at this, at this new era in our life where we're at, after all, celebrated 20 years of marriage, we're still learning how to blend our lives. So one of our goals is to co-write and uh, but on our seven kisses CDs uh, seven kisses CD it's um, my song and Chad's songs that we are so proud to have co collaborated on and um, brought the best of this one. And then we've got our um, next project, with, which is um, Songs of Family and Faith, and we hope to have that out by Christmas. Um, it will have uh, one song on it that is called Children at Christmas that is a song that's on a couple of other compilations that we've done, but we like to have other about family and faith. And then in 2024, um, we have started recording for our next new CD, which will be, again, Pam and Chad Originals. Wow. Okay, on that note right there, we're going to stop, and then we're going to come right back, and we're going to get more, because this will be your segment. So we're going to be right back. I keep my eyes on you. to me Me, I 
and welcome back to Just Chat with Bree and Pam and Chad. And man, have they got some good stuff here. We have to have you guys come back because I didn't touch on half of the things I wanted to touch on because you've got so much information to touch on. This is the segment that I give to you guys. I want you and Chad to figure out how you're going to do it, but I would like for you to talk about whatever you want to talk about, to share whatever you want to share. This is your segment to do with as you like, and the floor is yours. Oh, man. Thank you so much. Um, You know, uh, we talked about Chad and I collaborating in a way that we never have in our past, and we have such a rich past in music. It's been nonstop eight days a week from the time that we started, I started, I'll say, club in Los Angeles. Um, at the Urban Cowboy days, it exploded and there was a country bar on every corner in every zip code. And it was really a fortunate time in history for us to be involved in country music. And so there was um, Urban Cowboy with, you know, Dolly Parton and John Travolta and Anne Murray. Um, and we met and literally were asked to play eight days a week. Um, and we would go and we set up. And at that time, uh, whether you were playing um, at a well-known club or a small podunk club, you could set up your equipment and play four or five days in a row. And the musicians got to know each other. And we worked with some of the greatest. Dale Watson, who went on to be um, a mainstay in Nashville at the Broken Spoke, um, played with us in L.A. Um, and the, the musicians, again, that I got to work with, um, I am so fortunate. And then hooked up with Chad where I had bass players in the past. Um, Paul Marshall, Curtis Stone, who was Clippy Stone's son. Um, and the list goes on of these fantastic bass players. Well, then I met Chad. And Chad Bree is off the chart as a bass player. There are bass players and then there's Chad Watt. And he might not say this, so I'm going to say it for him. Um, and this is how fortunate I am. Somebody like John York will say that Chad is God's bass player. That's how he introduces him from the state. And Freebo, who was Bonnie Raitt's bass player when she entered the scene and blew up, it was she and Freebo on bass. Freebo decided that he wanted to come to the front of the stage on guitar and do his singer-songwriter show. He needed a great bass player, and he's hired Chad. Chad plays something unique, slide bass. Janet Ian had him on her Breaking Silence album and was nominated for a Grammy um, because of the trio of uh, Jim Brock on percussion and Chad on his bass and slide bass. And of course, Janice Ian did all of the rest of the instrumentation and singing. She was amazing. But so when I found Chad and thought this is seriously the greatest thing since sliced bread as far as bass players go, uh, we started to um, collaborate and there was something special about what we were doing. Now, going forward, now leaving LA for the most part, coming to Arizona where people really don't know us and they're really not sure who we are walking through the door. I am delighted to have to bring my entertainment value and then I throw a solo, a bass solo to Chad and people go, what in the world just hit Phoenix? It's really an honor, Brie, to watch the um, evolution of people's faces when we walk in and, hi, we just want to do an open mic, and then <laughs> when we're done, where are you guys playing? So to ask, answer your question, we're here in Arizona wanting to make friends, wanting to make musical contact and friends like we did in L.A. We're here because our son and our family is here. Otherwise, we wouldn't have left L.A., but we have music, and there's such a camaraderie between musicians and we're finding that here in, in Arizona. We want to find the best of the best um, and that's what we're that's what we're finding. We want to be a duo, bring that to the stage, which is what we're going to be doing at the uh, concert, the Farm Fest. We're going to be on stage Friday and Saturday at 2.30 p.m. and 6 p.m. both days, but we also want to do our, our thing as a trio with excellent musicians as a four-piece, as a five-piece. Find the pedal steel guitar players. Like I said, Rick Schmidt is probably, who is a friend of ours from Los Angeles? Who yeah. has moved here to Arizona? Relocated to Prescott. Can't wait to um, continue playing with him and seeing where this goes, finding our fiddle players, finding our footing here in Arizona. Um, and then again, our recordings 
and moving on, bringing people together with music to watch them dance and sing along and drink and listen and play and party. And um, so that's, that's, that's my goal. Chad, well, are we on the same page? Yes. In fact, I don't want to repeat anything, but would you tell them the websites that they can go to and so that they could, of course, order a CD from us, but you can go online. There's three websites that we'd like to promote. Pam, you want to tell them where, the, where our music and our information is, and you can just hear one of the, hear all the songs off the Seven Kisses if you want. Sure. All right. So um, uh, all of this is a little bit new. Our reissue of the CD is a little bit new, Brie, and to the listeners. Um, so, um, but my website is pamlo.com. L-O-E is my uh, is my last name before I married Chad Watson, so it's hyphenated, but we won't we won't go into that. But anyway, it's pamlo.com or our new website, since we've moved here to Arizona, is Pam and Chad, because it got confusing who we are. We decided, let's make it easy. So we're Pam, uh, pamandchad.com. And then uh, Chad also has his website, but it's still being built. So you won't find that. It's under construction, but it's uh, chadwatsonmusic.com. But the one you want to remember is Pam and Chad. PamandChad.com. It's got our calendar and where we're going to be, and we're really excited about bringing more music. And we do want to shout out and say a special thank you to Christian Michael Berry and the Swamp Poets. I mean, I think I knew two people in Phoenix a year ago, uh, and that would have been uh, Christian Michael Berry and the Swamp Poets because we had done a gig in L.A. together with the great Billy Block in the early 90s as singer-songwriters, and during COVID, he got a hold of me and said, I'm wrapping up an album. Would you put horns on it and maybe some bass? I hear you play bass, too. So those were the first gigs we came to outside of he's up in Prescott, and we played Phoenix. So thank you, Christian Michael Berry and the Swamp Poets, and, of course, the Herndon Brothers over at Handlebar J. Bless their hearts uh, because of the Duwar Writers. We dropped their name, and they said, well, jump up here and sing, would you? So that was the start of us going to different honky-tonks and setting in and leaving our phone number and our business cards and saying, well, go to hamandchad.com and check out our music. We've got gigs coming up, uh, Euro Pizza Cafe, uh, La Entrada in Happy Valley. We've got uh, Bell's Kitchen um, in Old Town Scottsdale. So we're we're doing it, Bree. We're we're starting over at uh, as spring chickens, and so excited to be a couple bringing country music to. And there is, I got to tell you this: we love California, but in Arizona, there's ten times more music here in Arizona. I try to tell people that. <laughs> I try to tell them that, and they're like, "Yeah, what a yeah, pleasant, sure. shocking no. surprise." No, we yeah we've got some music here. I mean, it it may not be as um, worldwide known as in California, but we we and then uh, in all fairness, a lot of musicians also have come from California too. So we've got a good blend, a really good you know. Um, we're we're coming on the map. We're coming up there real soon, and I'm so excited that everyone's going to get an opportunity to hear you at the fest, and so. We, we've got to have you guys come on again. We've, we've run out of time, but we've got to have you guys come on again. And I am so grateful that you took out that time. I knew you had a busy schedule, but thank you so very much for coming on and talking with me today. we got to do it again soon, okay? Bree, you are a delight. You're a jewel. And we thank you so much for having us on the show. I thank you for coming. I'm not, I'm so I'm so proud of Chad. He he did his little spill there, and I thought he was gonna be real quiet on me. He did his spill. So, yay, toot toot! <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners, that is it for today. We have thoroughly enjoyed Pam and Chad, and we're definitely gonna have them back, and we're gonna see you again. KYBN, the radio station heard around the world, 24 hours, seven days a week.
If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 10 million people. Without destroying your credit, they can reduce your interest rates, lower your total payments up to 50% to get you out of debt fast. For a free consultation, call Consolidated Credit now. The program works. Call 800-336-0167. Consolidated Credit Solutions Incorporated, 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Kansas CSO 0019051. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 892. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission License Number DCA3. Service may adversely affect the individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action. Actual interest rates, length of program, and monthly payment reductions will vary by consumer and creditor. Yours could be higher or lower. Not a loan company. We do not lend money. Later 